0: This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Hello, and what is up, everyone? Today, I have a very special episode of Saturday Morning Serial, especially for you Falcon and Winter Soldier fans. I'm Amanda Ann, and today I am joined by, and I want to welcome back, my friend Kaylin. She was on um, my previous podcast episodes regarding Avatar, so I'd like to welcome her back. And also my friend Freddie, who's new to the podcast. And we're going to have a whole discussion about this whole entire series. And I mean, I don't know about y'all, but... I'm really sad this was the last episode, and I'm really hoping they make another season, especially after receiving some Emmy talk and speculation about continuing the series. I sure hope so. The show brought forth topics such as racism, PTSD, and we see two superheroes coming together and becoming best friends with accepting each other's flaws and genuinely wanting to help the other. So without further ado, grab a drink, grab a snack, and let's kick off the discussion hey kaylin and freddy thank you for coming on the podcast i'm gonna go ahead and let you guys plug your social media accounts um so kaylin go ahead okay um i am vintage elysium on pretty
1: much every platform i make uh youtube videos and i'm most active on twitter
2: Um, all right how about you i'm sorry my social media account is um stay up freddy on pretty much everything just like hers And um, I'm pretty active on Facebook and Twitter. And um, you can follow my YouTube channel as well, Stay Up Freddy.
0: All right, you guys, make sure you follow them. I will plug all that information in the description as well. So let's get started here. The Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus takes place after Endgame and follows what Sam and Bucky have been up to since saying bye to Steve. Steve ended up giving Sam the shield, and the show also follows the story of the shield as well. And over the course of the series, we are met with familiar characters such as Sharon Carter and Zemo. And Zemo actually has become a fan favorite because of the series and his dance moves. (laughs) The antagonists, so it seems, they're the Flag Smashers led by Carly, who's a teenager Mm -hmm. that acquired, and she also took the Super Soldier Serum. They are viewed as a civil rights type of group, and Sam and Bucky find themselves teaming up to stop them. Everyone is talking about John Walker, a.k.a. quote-unquote the off-brand Captain America, or so fans are calling him. From the get-go, you knew he wasn't up to no good and didn't understand what it meant to be Captain America. Sam ended up giving the shield to the government, which then gave John the shield for his work in the military. Bucky is super mad about that, and later is quoted that the S.H.I.E.L.D. was the closest thing he had left of a family, and now he pretty much has nothing. And I feel so bad for Bucky throughout the whole show. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, I definitely uh, yeah. feel bad for Bucky, yeah. Yeah, Sam is-
0: Bucky- oh, yeah Bucky's had a rough time. Yeah, because like he- it's like Sam has his family... And, you know, a couple of, like, the Avengers, like, Thor, he's got Asgard, etc., and then Bucky has nothing, except for his little therapist.
2: Yeah, Bucky pretty much just has, like, you know, himself, his, um, his, his past, you know, his history, and like he said in the show, um, yeah. his shield.
0: Yeah. And Sam and Bucky, they end up busting out Zemo, and the three of them become an unlikely trio. Sharon Carter, she also helps, too, but she is shady.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I want to say who she is, but I don't know I, uh, um, if that'd be a spoiler alert or not. So,
0: oh, we yeah. can give we can give spoilers and this. I'll make sure to throw up a spoiler alert.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Thing. <laughs> so yeah, so let's kick off this discussion about the cast. Anthony Mackie as Falcon, aka Sam. Okay. And Anthony Mackie just he breathes just so much life into this character, and you can tell how passionate he is. His delivery of the character is very relatable to the audience, and I truly hope he gets all of the recognition he deserves. Yeah, I think he's he's doing a really great job.
1: I it had been a while since I saw uh, Winter Soldier, and I had just watched it on Thursday. I forgot he's been around for so long, mm-hmm. and I just think it's been really neat watching him his character grow from this point. Because like rewatching Winter Soldier, like he's been the obvious choice the whole time to take over for Cap. And uh everyone on Twitter seems to be really excited about him, at least from what I saw.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anthony Mackie, he he does a, a thing with his acting where it's almost as if he's not acting, he's just being himself. And I know outside of acting, he's a very like, you know, um strong individual. So him in this role, he kinda like overtakes it. And I, I felt that throughout the whole series.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just you feel like it's just Anthony. It's not really Falcon, it's just him. Yeah, I feel
2: like it's just him, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah Mm -hmm. like you watch all of his interviews and everything on youtube and even his past work and eight mile i mean he is just he's great and uh, i feel like a lot of fans up to this point he's kind of just been in the background Uh he deserves to be up front i mean he's just so funny and so so inspiring too
2: very inspiring Mm -hmm. i forgot he was an eight mile i forgot forgot he was clearance (laughs) this
0: yeah Yeah, he's always bringing up 8 Mile, so he doesn't want you to forget that.
2: (laughs) Well, if you can go from a battle rapper to being Captain America, I I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, very well-rounded. He went to Juilliard. I didn't know that. Wow. So he's got a great acting education. He also has theater cred, too.
2: I never knew that either. Wow.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So next we have Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier. And I can't imagine anyone else for this role. He brings such a somber, troubled character to life, and the audience can instantly sympathize with him. And I find myself constantly going, aww, (laughs) when thinking of Bucky. He goes through his own personal trauma, but underneath it all, Sebastian makes Bucky relatable with a little sense of humor, despite the dark situations he finds himself in.
1: Yeah, um, I I love him. I didn't, before the show, I knew that there were a lot of people that really liked his character and I just didn't really, like, understand, I guess. And then I rewatched the movies that he was in and that compared with this. And, like, for one thing, the poor man's life sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, it just sucks. Um, but he's making the best of it. And I... Uh, I love the dynamic that he has with Sam, um. Just really good pals.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, their chemistry yeah, reminds me they're... of Lethal Weapon, almost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can e- see that. Even off camera, Sebastian and Anthony are a pair. I mean, you can watch interviews with them for hours. Yep. They're just so fun to watch. Yet yesterday during work, I found myself watching like, you know. Anthony and Sebastian being a married couple for 20 minutes and (laughs) (laughs) those are great thanks I love it (laughs) (laughs) yeah make sure you yeah just type that in I mean there's like so many edits of that right um I mean it's really no secret Tom Hiddleston is like my favorite MCU actor followed by Chris Hemsworth and I never really got the Sebastian Stan fandom but now I do Mm -hmm. And he, like, overall, is, like, a person, too. He just seems so down-to-earth, and he really likes to um, connect with his fans.
2: Really? Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Wow.
0: Yeah, he's actually on Instagram, and he's posting, like, fan-made TikToks and everything. So that's cool.
2: I always feel like it's interesting and good when an actor um, connects with with their fans and, like, is, like, humble about it, real down-to-earth.
0: Yeah, that's why I like, you know, Tom, he's very humble and connects with his fans. And I see that with Sebastian.
2: Almost reminds me so, of uh, Keanu Reeves because he's the same way.
0: Yeah. You always have, I, I love humble people. And that's just one big message in life. I feel like it's just, you got to stay humble no matter how big you get in any, any role, any job, whether you're a CEO of something, you got to remember where you started.
2: Oh, always got to keep that so in life anyway. with everything you do.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to Daniel, and I'm going to probably butcher this last name, but Daniel Bruh Azimo. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I don't know how to properly pronounce it either. Okay, yeah, Amanda. there's like a. Is it. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's still very sly, but he redeems himself in a way. Mm hmm. I mean, his dance moves are everything. You can talk all you want about that. But (laughs) it's just the way he is very, very sly with how he approaches things with Sam and Bucky. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. He also made me want to try Turkish (sighs) Delight.
1: Yes. (laughs) Oh, no, don't. It's nasty. It's nasty.
2: I've been been hearing (laughs) that.
1: I I had it. I, I used to work at Disney World, and I had it in the Morocco Pavilion. And I grew up on watching The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with that whole scene where Edmund sells his family out for Turkish delight. So I'm like, oh, man, this shit must be great. The stuff must be great. And um, I tried it, and it was the most disappointing experience of my life. Wow. Oh.
2: I am <laughs> so disappointed. Good. He made it seem like that was the, the best the best delicacy in the world, and this nasty. Okay, wow.
1: And it, it might be what might also be interesting – to think about, though, is that like *Line the Witch of takes place during World War II, and he's giving this to kids in, um, basically camps. So oh, okay. I know during World War II, sugar was rationed. So like any bit of sugar that you got was special.
2: Okay, that makes sense. That so, makes sense. No, I don't.
1: I don't know if that was a choice. Also, like Americans, we over-sugar everything.
2: That's true. We eat sugar sure. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So yeah, they probably were. That probably was the best thing to them. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: We're like um, from uh, Elf, <laughs> the three main food groups. Maple mm-hmm. syrup, sugar. <laughs> and I can't remember what else he says. but <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. He's like feeding, or Zemo's feeding the children these Turkish delights and trying to get information out of mm-hmm.
2: them. <laughs> Always being sly and manipulative.
0: Mm-hmm. That was such a
1: in- Oh, go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say, he's such an interesting... Like, you almost want to sympathize with him Mm -hmm. because his backstory is pretty tragic. And, like, you kind of understand, but also, he's not a good person. Right. (laughs) He's killed people. So, like, I'm glad that we're getting more gray people
0: in the uh, Marvel Universe. Right. And he, so, you know, they bust them out, or Sam and Bucky bust him out of prison. But the Wakanda soldiers they don't like that Mm -hmm. so it's like Bucky kind of has a debt that he has to pay to Wakanda for Zemo and so Zemo knows that either way he's stuck but he tries to just very smoothly like just benefit from whatever I guess I'm having a hard time like thinking about (laughs) <laughs> how to describe that, but...
2: No, sorry Take your time. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. But I think, anyway... I think his
1: whole thing is trying to avenge his family's death at the hands of superheroes. and The government. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So... I mean, he's just such a complex character, so it's like... Mm-hmm. It's like you said, it's hard to... It's hard to sympathize, but yet you find yourself sympathizing Yeah, because you got
2: to put yourself yeah. in, um... <laughs> And his shoes, because if your family got killed by you know the government or some superheroes, you probably would feel a certain type of way as well. Not saying I turned into a, mm-hmm. a, a supervillain maniac with a purple mask, but you never know what you would do mm-hmm. until you know those things are presented before you. So I, I feel Zemo, mm-hmm. but he still is like, you know, crazy.
1: Yeah. I understand, but you belong in a box. Yeah. Or... Yeah.
2: Or yes. a wrath.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And um yeah i agree with that
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so let's uh let's talk about the one person every like just it broke the internet wyatt russell as john uh, walker aka the new captain america here we go
2: you want to go first go ahead because i okay. got
0: <laughs> no. no i'm
2: you good. go <laughs>
0: <laughs> go ahead amanda go first he's an asshole
2: you how became an asshole, as,
0: though. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I mean, as soon as like the first glance of like, what was the episode one, when we were introduced to him, I was like, uh, uh-huh. it's, it's like that, um, Harry Potter, how dare you stand where he stood. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously Bucky and Sam are the same way, especially Bucky. He doesn't want anything to do with yeah. it. And mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I was just like, man, this is off brand, generic Captain America. And it's funny because deep down, I I was telling my boyfriend that I'm sure the actor is loving this, loving the internet hating him because it's the response they wanted. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh man, we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. But (laughs) I I have actually an interesting
1: um, trivia about Wyatt Russell that I read last night. And uh, he had auditioned for Captain America, like originally. And he didn't get it, but that was also his first time auditioning
0: for something.
2: That's full circle. Wow. Oh, there we
0: go. That is. Yeah, right? Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together that he was um uh, Goldie Hawn's son. I was like, oh! Because I love Goldie. She's great. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Wow. Kurt and her, they never got married, but they're together and they had him. So...
2: Yeah, I can kind of understand <laughs> why he became. What he became not like making a total excuse for it, but the government literally put him inside a road that he wasn't actually prepared for, and they didn't truly like mm-hmm. evaluate him either. I know they said they did like the little physical training and the test, and he was a perfect candidate for the job. I'm like, no, you should have did like some some therapy or like you know some kind of mental test because he wasn't he wasn't prepared for that at all.
1: Hmm. I think it, it's such a it's interesting because I, I I know a lot of people that um, are in the military I live like right next to a military base and um like I have friends that have worked in like VAs and stuff and I think it's just a reflection on what it's like to kind of be in the military in America right now because they don't care about your mental health they don't it's so hard to get like good benefits when you get out especially if you're injured mm-hmm. like, and and then something else that I was talking about, my, my friend and my boyfriend about, so that when Steve became Captain America, he was fighting in World War II, and they were fighting against Nazis. And when you're a soldier fighting against Nazis, you absolutely know that what you're doing is right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like soldiers now, in the wars that we're currently fighting, you don't know that it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not Nazis. It's, you know, so... I feel like, I just feel like the dynamic of being in the military now is so different from when Steve was in it, that it would be a different person. Yeah. I don't think that there would really be any Steves in the military right now. So. That's true. I just, I think, I think that in some ways I feel bad for John Walker because he was, he was never going to succeed as Captain America. Nope. Because he didn't have the support that he needed and like at all, like. And I, I think that that's kind of just a reflection of the military in general, personally.
2: Yeah, you don't know what you're getting yourself into until so you're already in it. hmm And then on top of that, yeah, you see and- how the government basically threw him to the side once he made one big mistake. They didn't try to support him or cover it up. They just said, oh, we're taking the shield away. And you're not getting... I know they didn't say uh, dishonorably discharged, but it was... I know he got discharged from being... Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he didn't get his benefits or or anything.
2: Yeah, they stripped those away too. So it was like, I feel for him because it's like you, like he literally said, I did everything you guys wanted me to do. I did exactly what you told me to do. So why are you like, you know, doing this to me now? So I felt for him. Well, on the flip Mm -hmm. side, he was crazy. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He needs some help. Yeah, like the first, uh, like first couple episodes he was in, they basically made him out to be I mean, yeah, he was probably one of the best military soldiers the government had, so they picked him. But it seems like, too, he was just a very big Captain America fanboy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he stood for being Captain America for the wrong reasons. That Mm -hmm. he was doing it just for, I feel like, personal reasons, because, you know, his head might have gotten big because everyone was praising him for being such a good soldier Mm -hmm. on top of... Being you know a big fan of Captain and all that, they they don't know, like, you know, mm-hmm. th- with the spoiler alert here the shield covered in blood mm-hmm. at the end. That shield is not meant to kill, it's more meant for like peace. And Hope. yeah, mm-hmm. it's not what you know, Captain America Steve Rogers stood for. Mm-hmm. So, that was a prominent like image for that.
1: Something else that threw me was the first time that John Walker was in the captain uniform and pulled out a gun. I was like, "This is incorrect." I don't know that I don't know that Steve ever used a gun. No, he did. At least in cap uniform, he
2: did. Yeah, did he didn't. Um, actually, in um in the Avengers movie, he did that. He pulled out a gun. Um, when they were in the helicarrier, and then before that, when they were thinking the uh, the first world war, he had have like his shield up, like the gun on top of it, just like how uh, John Walker mm-hmm. did. He didn't use it frequently, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand in the in the military, that would be like you'd almost have to, like when you're at actual war. I just don't oh. remember him doing it that often. It just, I don't
0: know, it felt weird. Yeah, and this character goes into... Um, I mean, Bucky obviously has mental health, PTSD problems, but John Walker, yeah, you can definitely tell from the get-go, too. There's something dark in him yep. mm-hmm. you can't place your finger on it and then when his partner is eventually killed then it just unleashes
2: even when he first and took it's the, like you guys, so. the super soldier serum he was like you know twitching and talking to himself mm-hmm. and being like real overly aggressive with like his, his his fighting style so yeah it was definitely something dark in him mm-hmm. from the beginning
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I that just they
1: were the talking step. about how he got the medals of honor and whatever happened he and lamar were the only people that didn't die so it must have been something traumatic so i mean he probably had ptsd himself
2: well i think they mentioned that too um when they were at the table and um uh lamar asked him like um if you could take the super serum uh soldier serum would you do it and he was like uh yeah he was like uh imagine how many of our um comrades we could have saved that day if we had that serum so i think something Mm -hmm. like that did happen yeah
0: And I feel like Lamar was just his voice of reason. So with him gone, John is just left.
2: Ooh, that's deep. That's it. That's deep. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. If you think, I mean, it seems like Lamar was always whispering in his ear, keeping mm -hmm. him on the right path. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. That's deeper, man. I didn't think about it that way. That makes a whole lot of sense now. Wow. And
0: -hmm. then you know he's gone. John loses his shit, and there's no one there to tell him what's right and wrong, and then obviously now he's gonna be, what, the U.S. soldier or something? U.S. agent. U.S. agent, I think. U.S. agent, there we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And one so more look, thing that
1: I, I thought yeah. was interesting about, um, just in reference to costuming before we move on, um, so I, had, I had seen something on the internet about how Captain America's costume was uh, his like original ones were pretty balanced with red, white, and blue. Oh yeah. And how typically white's like a symbol of purity. Yeah. And then John Walker's costume has virtually no white. I think it's just the star on his shoulder.
2: And even that star is um, kind of like a grayish kind of color, a dark color.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting observation to make. And then with obviously with Sam's costume at the end being predominantly white. Mm -hmm. symbolizing like the purity and um i guess purity of heart would be the uh symbolism with that but i just thought it was interesting
2: i feel like sam's costume had too much white on it though yeah
0: that's that's what my boyfriend said yeah yeah we didn't like the mask
2: (laughs) yeah the mask i feel like that should have been like darker or at least like a a red or blue color or something like that it was too much white going on
0: that was that's john walker (laughs) 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 y'all in a nutshell (laughs) He, gets a, he needs his own Pray show. for John Walker. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Pray for US Agent.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> he needs oh, Jesus. Man. All right. Let's move on to Aaron Kellyman, who plays Carly. Excellent. Oh yeah.
1: I love her. I got to meet her briefly once, and she is the sweetest person. Really? Oh, she's so sweet. I would die for her.
2: Wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's really sweet. I, I met her at a Star Wars celebration after she um she was in Solo. um, Yeah, she's just really I cool. I was really excited to see she was in this.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I actually felt kind of bad for her from the get-go. hmm Because I knew she was fighting for something.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the interesting thing with the show, is that none of the villains or antagonists, I guess, were purely evil. Like... They were all, you could empathize with them, even if they were wrong.
0: Well, I feel like the antagonist is, like the main one, is revealed in the post-end credit scene. I'm trying to remember what that was. I know I watched it.
2: Oh, Sharon Carter, right?
1: Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I woke up 45 minutes ago.
0: It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, Sharon Carter, like I said, she is just shady. And we called her bluff from... You know, as soon as Bucky and Sam started to, like, partner with her, we were like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it. But, yeah, Carly, she leads a whole mass of people that took the super soldier serum, and they're known as the flag smashers. And she just wants equality.
2: Yeah, and, uh, I think she is the it's good intentions just going about it in the wrong way.
0: Mm-hmm. And Sam, especially Sam, tries to get through to her that you don't have to kill people
2: mm-hmm.
0: to get what you want. You've got to just fight, but don't kill, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and then we got we're moving on here to Sam's family. I love the family dynamic he has with his sister and his nephews. Oh, yeah, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. They own. Yeah, mm-hmm. they own this fishing business It looks like they're struggling, and I I like how they also dived into how the accountant was telling Sam, like, you are an Avenger. You should have all this Tony Stark money, and Sam's (laughs) like, are you kidding me? No, I don't. (laughs) So we got to kind of – Yeah, and so it's (laughs) like we got a glimpse into, you know, do they – these superheroes—they're not rich. They're not Tony Stark. But you would
2: think they would be, though. Get kind some of kind sad. of fun or like funding yeah. or something like that. You save the world multiple times, and you don't get not—you can't get a loan from a bank. Like that's—that's that's horrible.
0: Yeah, it was just, and then Bucky's just sleeping on the floor of a rundown apartment. Like, oh man, did you
2: hear the theory about that though? No, they said that um a lot of times like um soldiers when they come back from um from like war. They don't like sleeping on a bed because it makes them feel like they're drowning. And um, Captain oh. America was talking to Sam about that. And I think it was in The Winter Soldier. And they say they can't sleep on beds anymore. Yeah. They got to sleep on the floor because they they feel like they're drowning in their bed.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: Huh. Cool.
1: Yeah. I didn't make that connection, even though I just watched Winter Soldier.
0: That was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But yeah, anyway, back to the whole... Yeah, you'd think he'd be able to get alone and... But I just really like how he's trying to find a balance between family life and also just wanting to save the world, too.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like that puts the realness in in being like a a real superhero.
0: I feel like, I mean, we saw Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner's character, with a family. His priority was to get his family back. And so that was good because you saw like Avengers, they can have like a whole family and stay low whatever and then you know you got Sam's family they're just you know all out good relaxed I would hang out with them yeah oh, most
2: definitely and the food looks yes. good too so that's even better
0: oh yes God. I was so hungry <laughs> Anthony Mackey, he always talks about living in New Orleans and he always talks about the seafood and everything and I'm just like man I want to dine with him so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I he would. I love shrimp, so... <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he would.
0: We also see an appearance. Um, Ayo, or how do you pronounce her name? Is it Io? Ayo from Black Panther? Uh, I think it's Ayo. I think it's Ayo, too. Yeah. She's, She's from yeah. Civil War. She, you know, was a guard to the prince and the king and all that, so... I, I really liked the scene where they took Bucky in that campfire scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they're yes. like, you know, you're free. And Bucky just starts breaking down. I found myself tearing up with him. And, oh, and for me too, it looks, it seems like the walk they really like, they look deep into somebody because they could easily have said, you know, like Bucky, you know, you killed the king. We're going to kill you in return or just throw you mm-hmm. eternal damnation, mm-hmm. you know? But they kind of understood him, and they helped him. They gave him an arm, which she later took off. (laughs) That part was... She disarms him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now she's mad because he broke out Zemo, so that's kind of like breaking kind of trust in a way. Mm -hmm. The promise he made to the Wakandans, like, you know, I'm going to be good now. I won't do anything. So they want Zemo in return, so that was fun that was a fun
1: fight yeah poor john walker <laughs> gets his gets his butt kicked by the dora milaje and he's like they're not even super soldiers
2: that was one of the most like saddest <laughs> but like funniest moments ever come like bro grow up like come on now man like <laughs> you got your ass kicked it's okay we all get beat up every once in a while like come on now really
0: <laughs> yeah
1: oh man
0: all right, and then we're going to talk about him later, but Isaiah Bradley,
2: oh yes. he is a yeah. very important
0: character. He is the one that I feel like is the motivation for the whole show.
2: Yeah, yeah. See so that.
0: we will discuss him later here in detail. So we're going to move on to the character development between Bucky and Sam. So Bucky suffers PTSD from being a winter soldier and undergoes therapy. He truly doesn't have anyone in his life, and he's alone, like we have said. So Sam calls him up to see if he can help with the Flag Smashers. And basically, Sam gives up the shield to the government, and he goes home to his sister and nephews, and he helps the family's fishing business. The family is struggling financially, and he tries to set it right, Until he receives a phone call from his buddy in the military, which in turn... Calls up Bucky to help, and Bucky is just very reluctant at first. He's like, You know, I'm, I'm not well. I, this whole end, the whole end game movie, that whole fight, he's tired. He's trying to get help. He's trying to move on. But over the time of the series, the two characters' relationship is a roller coaster, but eventually they become brothers in a way.
2: I agree. I agree with that.
0: I mean, the end where. They had that big feast, and <laughs> Kaylin and I were just talking about the cake.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I, also like um, what helped them become brothers as well um, was when they had that talk with each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a real mm-hmm. good uh, defining moment uh, with their relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Staring into and each other's eyes.
1: Um, Bucky's therapist. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: And the tree scene. And where yeah, he told um like Bucky he's gonna have to like uh you know buckle down and do the work and basically um go mm-hmm. and confess what he needed to confess to those people who he was um you know still grieving over.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And now he had to go tell his um buddy that Busto Bucky befriended that older gentleman, but he killed his son as the winter soldier. Mm-hmm. He had to go tell him that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that was because Sam was like, you know, we got to move on. We got to amend our wrongs and all that. So that part was like, oh, God, he's going to have to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was but anxiety
1: yeah. inducing the whole time. I thought I that was another really important component of their dynamic is Sam's experience. Um, when he was working at the VA, he was a counselor. And so, like, throughout the show, like, there's multiple times where, like, Sam's checking in on Bucky to make sure he's good. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, those talks like that, like, Sam's such a fantastic
0: mentor that I, I think that was really important for Bucky to be around him.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: The whole scene with the shield, Sam buffing up to be Captain America. And I think Bucky really just kind of talked him through, in a way, I mean, just helped him.
2: Oh, they he They had did. that dynamic going on. Yeah, he did.
0: With uh, training finding themselves and yeah Freddie Kalen, and i were just saying that that meal at the end the food looked great and we feel like bucky was like hey what can i bring anything and sam going why don't you run to the store and grab a cake i don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I, I, saying, I, just,
2: <laughs> I can see that because it's like what do you, what can you what else can you bring to a, a dinner like that Everything is pretty much there. So I'm pretty sure Bucky just saw that cake mm-hmm. and was like, let me just bring this and then, you know, bring my metal arm mm-hmm. for the kids and we're all good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I love that. I was telling Amanda, like, when I got friends that can't cook and they're coming, I'm like, you get the soda. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job.
0: I love the part with the kids hanging off his arm, too. <laughs> mm hmm. And then, um, yeah, that was, also that, that was when... <laughs> Yeah. And the part where he was kind of like throwing eyes at Sarah. <laughs> the, Hi, Sarah. <laughs> and Sam's like, huh? <laughs> Don't be flirting with my sister. <laughs> I'm
2: pretty sure you guys saw the meme too where um, Bucky's sitting there on the couch watching them play with the shield. And he's like, one day those are going to be my stepchildren. And it's just like, wow, I could see that happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Bucky needs somebody. He needs a brother. A friend, whatever. So he's found a family at least. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah,
1: I think, I think no matter how the dynamics turn out, I think it's important that he found someone like a group of people that he feels safe with. Yeah.
2: And people that are so, going to like and the scene
1: of the two boys playing with the shield.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, go
2: ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say this. Uh, I was agreeing with you when you said he needs a group of people who he can feel safe with, and that be like real with him, and like you know keep him on the right track, the right mental state. Mm -hmm. yeah that's all
1: i just thought the kids were cute playing with the shield and pretending to be bucky and sam (laughs) yeah because the one the boy that didn't have the shield he had some sort of sleeve up his arm so it looked like he had an arm like bucky's but it's hard to
0: see because it's like backlit oh really yeah
2: wow that's that's cute that's heartwarming wow
0: so we're going to talk about the antagonist's mission carly and her team they stand for equality and they're kind of like an equal rights group for the underclass and misplaced. So, in a way, she her mission you can understand with um just what she wants to do. You can kind of resonate with that, but her approach to things isn't the best.
1: I I feel like for for her and the people in her position, like cuz I think everyone that is in a in a camper is displaced was was snapped or blipped or whatever so like for those people that was an instantaneous event so like Mm -hmm. one second everything's fine and then literally the next second five years has passed you are homeless there are strangers in your home and now you have to go live in these camps and like everything that you've ever known is changed so yeah Mm -hmm. wait no what were they were they blipped or were they not blipped
2: the fl- I think the people from the flag Smashers weren't blimped, and they they wanted to go back to how it was be- before everybody came back from the um the blip.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it was. So these. So.
0: Yeah, you also see Carly wanting to like I, one of her closest. You know, I, I guess fellow misplaced. Um, i don't really know the terminology for that but someone she's close with passes away and she wants to inject the superhero serum into her but with Mm -hmm. sam and bucky and john all that she's unable to so she ends up losing this person so i also wonder too if carly is trying to like revive people with the serum as well
2: i think she was um what was the what was the woman's name mama doye or something like that
1: something like that yeah yeah. Yeah, mama Danya.
2: yeah Danya, Danya, Danya. yeah i think i think she was trying to um i think she's trying to give her her um the serum before she died but she wasn't able to and then also i think she was actually trying to revive her with it but she didn't get a chance to because you know um zemo (laughs) smashed them all before getting whacked in the head with that shield
0: Except for mm-hmm. one that was picked up by John Walker.
1: <laughs> the best possible person to pick
0: it up. Yes.
1: Sarcasm.
0: <laughs> so let's move yeah. on to some very important themes of the show and how they relate to today's society. And that first one is a big topic and it's racism. We see police brutality and Marvel has addressed the issue that has been present, especially this past year with the Black Lives Matter movement. They have set the bar of awareness for the audience with this movement. And to me, this does not feel like acting because it's, it's a current issue and it felt just so real. I felt like, you know, we were just in it. We were in the show. We are introduced mm-hmm. to Isaiah Bradley, who is an older black man that possesses super soldier serum in his system. We learn that he is a true hero, but the government overlooked everything he had done and threw him in prison. He is very scared, he's like scarred and bitter about the whole Captain America thing. And he is quoted, the world does not want a black Captain America. Sam instantly latches onto this and changes the world all in the name of Isaiah and all of his fellow black Americans. And it's just so empowering and uplifting, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement today. And I truly applaud Marvel for inter introducing this topic to raise awareness that black lives truly matter and to get a glimpse in how they are treated unfairly in society. And I personally got very angry during the racial profiling of Sam and Isaiah's story early on in the series. And yeah, it's cinema, story-wise, but the issue of racial profiling and inequality itself is extremely real and happening as we speak.
1: Yeah, I think um, having, you know, obviously I've watched everything Disney makes for the most part and I don't feel like they usually take such a solid stance on things like this. So I was surprised when they did, but I'm glad that they did. Cause I really feel like the show coming out now needed that in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I agree with when you said that the show, um, it needed that. I feel like that was actually, I think, man, man, I think you said this earlier that, um, Isaiah was, like, basically, like, the the catalyst for, like, the, the whole show. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, the main, like, um like vocal point of the show. And everything else just kind of fell into place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, everything Sam does is for Isaiah, I feel like, and what Isaiah stood for. Because at the end, you can see Sam went out of his way and made a section in the Captain America exhibit at the museum mm-hmm. for Isaiah. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that part was just mm-hmm. oh. I have no words. It was just so great. And it's just, it makes you mad because he could have been right up there with Steve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could have been great.
2: And that's like, you know, um, um, you know, har- harbor on this too long because there's many other races who get who don't get recognition for stuff mm-hmm. but that's that's a lot of like you know um like black musicians you know artists um producers filmmakers like a whole lot of people like do a whole lot of things and have like invented things or like done a whole lot of great things that get just like swept under the rug because mm-hmm. they just like oh we don't want people to see that or know about that so we'll just take credit for it and then we'll just push you to the side so when Isaiah Bradley uh, like you know said that he was a Captain America and that he got, um, pretty much arrested for the same thing that Steve did for saving those, um, soldiers. And, um, uh, the first Captain America movie, it got me pissed. I was like, wow. So Mm -hmm. Steve can do it, but he couldn't like that. It was so messed up.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, I was just like, come on. And, but that's, it's a good thing that we felt like that because us as the audience, especially, you know, like people our age and stuff, we have the power to try to change this, bring awareness to this topic.
1: Mm -hmm. We have to, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, we just can't, like, we can't, it's not that we just can change it. We have to, like, this isn't, this, uh, most of these decisions, like, while it does feel a little dramatic, they're all rooted in things that have actually happened. And a lot of these things just aren't talked about. And they need to be because it's, not
0: right <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, I have a lot I, I more like... respect
2: oh, i'm sorry go ahead man I'm, I'm bad <laughs>
0: oh no go ahead
2: freddy oh i was about to say i have a whole lot more respect for marvel because um a lot of times when like big production companies or like any company like period tries to like you know uh, talk about equality or black lives matter and stuff like that they lose like a whole lot of money and a whole lot of like fans and stuff like that because people don't want to hear about that so the fact that Marvel like, mm-hmm. actually stood and said, no, we're going to address this and talk about it, whether you like it or not, they gained a whole lot more of my respect.
1: Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think one of the most important parts of that decision was whether you like it or not, because I feel like when companies do step up and have conversations like this, it's usually watered down or they try and try and still like they'll, they'll, they'll express their opinion, but still try to you know play to both sides. This felt very much like no. Mm -hmm. this is how we like just some of the things that like sam was like i'm a black man in the captain america suit and a lot of people are gonna are not gonna like that and i don't care like i think it was important and intentional that they had like that whole his whole monologue at the end was every i've seen every single thing that he addressed i've seen it on twitter for years
0: yeah you know that's actually my next point was sam's speech he just nailed it And yeah, another thing he also said in that speech was labeling. And he said, you know, ask yourself why you label this certain person as such. Like Carly, was Carly a true villain? Like, is she labeled, she she should be labeled as a terrorist? You need to stop and ask yourself why you think Mm -hmm. she is a terrorist. What is her motivation? And we can conclude no she is not she's fighting for equality and just wants fairness and it's like Sam said the next Carly is right around the corner and she'll be 10 times worse Mm -hmm. and I just feel like that's for everything it's just labeling you you gotta stop and ask yourself why you think this person is this or that
2: I agree I agree you gotta hold yourself accountable like how Sam said to um, the government official or whatever
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. get better and Kaylin Definitely and I, be Kay, Kaylin actually brought up a good discussion or a good point before this was that WandaVision was geared towards more like the female audience. This is yeah, yeah. geared towards, you know, like the black community. And then I personally think Loki might be geared more towards the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> so we'll see with that. But, you know, it, it's good that Marvel is taking these different groups and trying to resonate with them, trying to build an audience and a relationship as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Like I'm literally having a, um, a debate with my, my podcast member, like as we speak about which, <laughs> which show was better Falcon and the Winter Soldier or WandaVision. And I was saying, I like WandaVision, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier talked about some like real life topics. Not to say mm-hmm. WandaVision didn't, but I related to Falcon and the Winter Soldier more. Mm-hmm.
0: I loved WandaVision. And I was really sad when it was over. And I was kind of like, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier It's just going to be like, you know, two dudes just fighting bad people. Mm-hmm. But it is just so much more. And I really found myself just really enjoying it. And I don't want to compare the two. I mean, they're both just so great. And great storytelling, all that. But this show really, it speaks to the audience.
2: Hands yeah. Down. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because that was part of what we were talking about because I did just watch Winter Soldier in in Civil War and we were talking about before we came on the difference in how Black Widow's character is portrayed between the two movies because in the first one, like, everyone flirts with her, she flirts with everyone, every single move and step she takes has to be dripping with sex appeal Mm -hmm. and that kind of falls away and that's kind of how most female um, villains, or not villains, um, characters were handled you know, at that time. And so I feel like, and I also feel like, um, like, like the first Avengers movie, there were no black people in it. And then we had Rhodey for a little bit and then we got Sam. So I just kind of feel like with this new, I don't, it's not a phase, I guess phase four, I don't know what they're calling it, but WandaVision felt I yeah, I, cause I don't I don't st I I guess the first whole thing was the Infinity Saga. So I don't know what this is that WandaVision started. But WandaVision felt like it was for the women. And this, because like that was something that I thought was really interesting was all of Elizabeth Olsen's costumes in the past. Like she talks about how it's short skirts and all this cleavage and she never wanted that. And everyone else got a costume makeover and she didn't. So then in WandaVision, her final fight was in sweatpants. And I just thought that was interesting. So I felt like WandaVision was for the women and I feel like this is for the Black Marvel fans that did not get the representation in the first round. And I I always hope for gay, so hopefully Loki's gay. I don't know (laughs) if that's gonna be.
0: Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, I agree. Like I cosplay and it's so hard to cosplay like some of these characters because I don't like showing cleavage at all. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I like to be covered up because I'm just, you know, very self-conscious. I know a lot of people too can sympathize with that. So Scar- definitely Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. you know, I cosplay her because her costume is, and now her new one, you know, has like a turtleneck. So I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be comfortable and I pick the comfortable cosplays. Mm-hmm. I know people so are interesting. like, why don't you cosplay as black widow? And I'm like, no.
2: Oh God. No. <laughs> All that. Le- yeah. Uh-uh. No, That's no, no, a problem. No, no. Like the, the comic community like in general these artists like love to over sexualize like all these different um different women like and Mm -hmm. even even outside of like the comic book movies it's like you don't need to have her like in a skin tight outfit with Mm -hmm. you know cleavage showing or like a a short skirt it's just disrespectful in my eyes so i I agree Mm -hmm. with you guys on that
0: yeah i'm hoping if lady loki appears in the Loki series that she, if it, it, it's what I think it is going to be, it's probably just going to be a regular, how Loki looks with his green and gold jacket. Cause in the comics she's full <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm just like, Oh God, oh, man. it's just, yeah, I agree with that. Overly sexualized females. So it's great. They're kind of just stepping away from that. And Elizabeth Olsen really had a good voice too. In one attention mm-hmm. when it came to that. So I love her. She's great. They're all great.
1: <laughs> it's all wonderful.
0: <laughs> so we'll move on to the storyline and the flow of the show. It was just it was all excellent. I mean, each show or each episode carries over into the next one very fluidly. There is a balance of story and action. And my attention personally was fully on each episode. As I mentioned previously, all of the issues and messages from the series, are dressed fully. And in the end, you question who is the real villain behind all of this. The build-up to the finale worked so great that last week, the audience is left looking forward to the last episode. And that one episode was really good, oh, the second-to-last one, because it, it built up the relationship between Bucky and Sam. and It was kind of like the calm before the storm. And um, just showing Sam's ev- just evolving into this Captain America. And then Movies, TV shows, and any other forms of media is a representation on real life. That's one thing we have to keep in mind, that this story, this whole entire series, is based on real life. So you you can say it's cinema, whatever. Media in general is just a representation of real life. That's as simple as it gets.
2: Yeah, art imitates life all the time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what, in the end, that's what the writers of the show has done. And I think they did just such a great job at bringing these current events in the world to light. So in the end, you know, this show, watch it. Please take away the messages that are given to you. And just, you know, ask, be nice to everybody. That's all we got to do. Yeah.
2: Just be nice. Don't be a John Walker.
0: I don't understand
1: yeah. And yeah, if you are, get help.
0: Yes. Get help. My brother, he's dying. <laughs> Please uh. go to
2: therapy. <laughs> yeah. And
0: <laughs> for the love of God, because your Lamar will not always be with you.
2: Oh, yeah. yes. Oh. Yes. Yes. I love <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <yeah>. That's hilarious. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about this series at all? Um, I I know it. I
2: read... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely loved it a whole lot. It, it inspired me to keep working on my dreams and my films and writing and stuff like that. But also, um, yesterday, has been reports were well confirmed that they're going to work on a, um, a Captain America 4.
0: Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. that, yeah, next. It's Captain America 4... I know there's, like, rumor and speculation that um, Chris Evans might be coming back. I doubt it. I really hope they just focus on Sam. And then yeah. that cliffhanger at the end with Sharon Carter. What is up with her? I just... Oh, man. She's not my... She's actually right up there with just, you know, I don't like her. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: she kind of got shafted. Like, that's the... Like, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't it's mind her Winter Soldier, or uh, um, Captain America Winter Soldier. I didn't mind her, but now it's like in the show, I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You are no, just no good, girl.
1: Yeah. Well, it just goes back to this whole theme of, you know, the Avengers do their thing, and then they leave, and people get hurt, and nothing gets done about it. Because, yeah. I mean, she she's in the position that she's in because she helped Steve and Sam and everybody in um, Civil War, I think it was.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know,
2: still paying, uh, dealing with the effects of that. So, yeah, I I agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: What I'm wondering is because this show is rumored to be in the talks for Emmy nominations. So Mm -hmm. people are also speculating that there could be a second season coming.
2: Oh, so
0: I'd love that. Yeah.
2: That'd actually be like a good marketing scheme if they could make like a second season of this show and then leave it with a cliffhanger and then introduce Captain America 4 to the movie, so people would be more compelled to go see it even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do Captain America 4 and then back to season 2. Who knows?
2: Yeah, that could work too. Yeah, yeah. that could definitely work.
0: Mm-hmm. We just need more Sam and Bucky bromance. <laughs> yes. I love those two. And like I said, I can watch for hours um, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan just their interviews and their comic con panels and all that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're literally like the the Marvel version of um, um, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. It's like a Marvel Lethal Weapon. Uh-huh. It's with superpowers.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. love it.
2: But Amanda, I have I have one request. Yes. When Spider Man No Way Home comes out, can I please review it with you? I've been so hyped <laughs> for it. <that.
0: laughs> of course, ready. <laughs> I will put you down. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm just <laughs> so hyped to talk about that movie.
0: Yeah, we we all are. I mean, oh my gosh, I know Mike is. If if Andrew Garfield, Toby, and Tom Holland are all in one movie, you'll probably hear his <sighs> fanboy squeals from the oh, You're
2: gonna hear me squeal just because of Andrew Garfield. That's like my favorite Spider-Man. So that's, that's
0: a, Mike's man. too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. Well, Mike is an awesome person there because I get so much hate for loving Andrew Garfield. It's ridiculous. so does
0: he? Yeah. And Kaylin, I was just telling Kaylin about uh, Gwen Stacy's death.
2: Oh, I, still I cried in the it. when that happened.
0: Still not over. Yeah. It, I was not prepared. I didn't.
1: <laughs> I wasn't up on the comic book, so I didn't know going in that that was a possibility. So, yeah. like, I was just shocked.
0: Well, as yeah. always, thank you guys for tuning in, and please sit down and watch *Falcon and Winter Soldier* on Disney Plus. You'll be immersed in not only a great storytelling show, but you get you get a taste of what is happening in our world. So thank you, Freddie and Kaylin, for joining me. And please check out their social media as well. And I hope you all have a good week and I'll catch you later.